This is the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. On the second edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast for 2016, we preview the first AFL women's exhibition match for this season, catching up with Western Bulldogs coach Craig Starcevich and Melbourne coach Michelle Cowan. All that and the latest women's footy news on girlsplayfooty.com. I'm Peter Holden and welcome to the second edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast for 2016. It is a big one, catching up with the head coaches of the Western Bulldogs and Melbourne's women's sides, who, as you'll find out a little bit later on in the podcast, they'll be there on match day. They'll have some influence, but they actually won't be in a hands-on role. All that detail coming up shortly. But first of all, some women's footy news to get through. Uh, the first one and most important is that the Port Adelaide Power have pulled out of the race to uh, win a women's footy licence in the National League for 2017. They have instead recommitted their resources to the Port Adelaide Magpies women's side in the South Australian Women's Football League and to hosting the Sandville Under-18s state squad uh, youth girls team. Uh, but it looks like now that the Adelaide Crows joint bid with AFL Northern Territory will most likely get up for the South Australian licence to take part in the Women's National League in 2017. Also talking about the Women's National League, it's been floated by Simon Leithland from the AFL that they're looking at options such as playing 16 aside, very similar to what the old Victorian Football Association used to do. And also they're looking at the nine-point super goal rule and changing the dimensions of the ground. Whether that all happens or not, who knows, but uh, certainly the feedback that we've received on girlsplayfooty.com's Facebook page hasn't been positive to those suggestions. Also, the Australian Football League Players Association has revealed that 175 female footballers have so far signed up to join their union as they uh, aim to try and have the men and women together as a collective bargaining agreement as they look for uh, player pay rates going forward. So let's jump into our first interview. It's great to have on the line again the uh, head women's coach at the Western Bulldogs in Craig Starcevich. Craig, thank you very much for joining us. Now, to explain the uh, exhibition match that is happening Sunday the 6th of March at Highgate Recreation Reserve, um, it's not a normal hampson Hardeman Cup match, is it? It's, in fact, just the Victorian players that were recruited from last year, plus some top-ups. Yeah, which is... Um the same with all the games in round one of the exhibition series this year. So um, first cab off the rank of the Victorian girls, and it'll be good to see a large contingent of um, Bulldogs from you know the two exhibition games last year, a dozen or so running around, plus some new ones, actually. So good to be able to cast our eyes across not only uh, the new ones uh, that are going to represent the Bulldogs, but also Melbourne as well. And before we get into the players, uh, obviously a different coaching structure in the coaches' box as well this Sunday. Yeah, the um, the Victorian Academy guys will take the reins this week. Obviously, they've spent the summer with the girls and they uh, want to get that consistent message coming through as to what aspects of their development they've been working on. So we're more than happy with that. It'll actually give uh, myself a really good chance just to get around to the dozen or so girls that played last year and have a bit more of a one-on-one chat with them before the game about different bits and pieces that we've spoken about coming off last year. So... It's, uh, it's a really good opportunity for both of us to get something out of the game. And because you'll be sitting and watching the girls for the uh, first time this year, how much information, considering you look after the Queensland Academy, how much information do you get from the Victorian Academy during the off-season and pre-season about how the women are going? Yeah, it's been pretty constant, actually. Darren Flanagan's uh, 
been uh, forthcoming with uh, lots of bits and pieces about uh, different people who, not just in terms of attendance, but who's um, who's showing some improvement. Um, Graham Bergen, Bergen and I worked uh, pretty closely last year around the Bulldog stuff as well. So, um, you know, two really good uh, football people there that have had uh, a lot to do with the Victorian Academy across the summer. Uh, plus keeping in contact, of course, with the players across that time as well. So they often give their perspective on how things are going. So um, it's been quite good. I mean, the, you get different perspectives all the way through, but um, all in all, you, you know, get a good handle as to who's working hard, who's made improvements, who's looking in good shape and so forth. Uh, now, those retained are playing on Sunday include Kiyochi, Hutchins, Ashmore, Arnell, Davey, Scott, Hope, Vescio, Kerrick, Randall and McWilliams. Um, a few players unavailable, Emma Carney through cricket commitments on Sunday. Um, you've had a few that have had to go under the knife uh, for surgery. Um, one of those, I think, it only was just last week as well, was Katie Loins. Yeah, so Katie's had a really rough trot. Um, obviously, over the last couple of years, her, her second knee, Rico, in, um, in a very short space of time. But... Um, you know, she's made a strong stuff and uh, we really think that she'll you know, rehab well, get back into it. If there's ever a good time to do something like that, it's probably now. Um, that she gets the whole year in in terms of rehab and she can hit the ground running uh, ready for the national comp uh, around about this time next year. I noticed Katie Brennan not playing as well. I, I did see during the summer she was wearing a moon boot and she had injections to try and get her foot through the grand final last year. Yeah, she just had um, some issues with her, her lower leg and um, hasn't completely resolved, although uh, I did notice during the week that she's back on the track and doing some work, but um, clearly not enough to warrant running out in this game. But I think you'll see Katie definitely in the June game and uh, hopefully later on the year back to the sort of form that she showed last year. And the key one that a lot of us remember uh, was Astor O'Connor, who actually did her knee in the um, TV game last year. And, of course, Sam Lane interviewed her on the boundary. How's her progress going? And uh, hopefully when do you expect her to be back? Yeah, talking to Astor the other day, actually, she's uh, she's in pretty good shape and she's she's running around doing some change of direction stuff, which is really good, and just about ready to jump in with some sort of modified uh, contact work. So she's pretty confident that uh, she's looking at around about June. Um, we're sort of telling her, don't rush it, just take your, take your time. I know Darabin will want her back, but um, for her own welfare, I think uh, the later she leaves it, the better. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to make some use of her come September and she's in good enough form and um, let that flow into next year and then she can have a really good uh, national first year of the national comp next year. And not only the use of her on the park but off the park as well. Of course we recall last year during the uh, Vic Country Vic Metro trial game she actually coached one of the sides and uh, have you found a way to um, squeeze her into an off-field role to help on Sunday? Um I haven't, but I think uh, the academy guys will probably make some use of her in that role. I'm not sure what it is, to be honest, but um, that's uh, something that she can really bring to the table. Aspis has got a very good brain for footy, and um, she'll be, uh, she'll be uh, very useful. And, um, you know, you, you might find her in other roles as the year rolls on as well. So um, that's, uh, yeah, that's something that you, you know, to, to keep your mind active while you're going through a long rehab process, I think is really important as far as your footy goes. Now, with the list of uh, top-up players that have come from the uh, VWFL Academy coming into uh, the Bulldog side and the Melbourne side, uh, respectively, uh, how has that been divvied up? Have, have you or Michelle Cowan had uh, any input on that, or has it just essentially been the Victorian guys that are splitting it up and, and they fall as they may? Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's again, Darren Flanagan and, and Graham Bergen, but uh, definitely Michelle and I have been in on the conversation. So 
So um, it's probably a bit of a balancing act just to make sure that we get two balanced teams, but also rewarding the ones that have really worked hard across the summer as well. But um, I think first and foremost, and that's probably been the theme right through the exhibition series over the last couple of years, is trying to find a way to balance up the teams to get a good spectacle. So we're getting closer, I think. So... um, that's, uh, that's been paramount for this game particularly. I guess probably the biggest shoes to fill will be um, Elizabeth uh, Kearney coming into the side. She's a ruckwoman for the uh, Eastern Devils. She'll be filling the role of Emma King, who was clearly the dominant ruckwoman for you over the two exhibition match series last year. Yeah, ruck stocks around Australia are pretty thin, actually, Peter. Um, if you can find some in Queensland for me, I'd be very grateful. Um, but uh, it's it's probably uh, one of those areas, I think, that uh, we really need to develop players. And I think you'll find youth girls-wise in the next couple of years, there's some good ones coming through. But they're, they're probably you know, two, three years away from really hitting a senior um, stage and making an impact. But, yeah, that's uh, probably why people like Emma are, are so rare, that uh, quite agile, quite tall, uh, good skills, really good palming ability. Um, you know, and you've got your Taylor Harris and Tiana Ernst and Astor at, at times, so... Um, you know, those sort of players are, are very, very hard to find and we need more of them in the National League. You've got a sprinkling of experience there as well in that side uh, from uh, the, from Victoria out of Jamie Lambert, Jessica Trend, Karen Paxman and Shay Audley um, with a number of them as well, like Paxman and Audley have all had grand final experience. Yeah, Paxman was the one that we were disappointed about last year, not, not having a year off footy, uh, being a Bulldog from 2014. But... Um, yeah, there's some good names in there. Um, we definitely spoke about Lambert last year when we were looking to draft. Um, so those names have certainly been bubbling around just on the edge, which is pretty exciting, really, because um, I think that's just uh, you know, it's an indicator of the depth of talent. And just to give those uh, that will be coming along to the game or watching it via the AFL website a, a, an idea, I guess, into the coach's mindset, I guess this won't be like the previous Hanson Hardeman Cup games where not only is it an exhibition, but you're looking to win the game. I'm guessing this game is more about throwing players around different positions. They won't be on the same opponent for the same amount of time. Just to, I guess, give recruiters a look at what they can do. Um that might be from our point of view, Peter. I think if you ask the players, they probably want to be winning the game and, and certainly uh, putting their best foot forward in terms of selection for the next couple. Um, I think it'll be competitive. I think um, they certainly, um, the girls certainly like the idea of putting an AFL jumper on and getting out there and competing. And, then, and there'll be some people around as well to watch the game. So um, I think you'll find it'll be very competitive once they get out there. Um, I know it's early days in the season and that sort of stuff, but... Um, expecting a fairly um, competitive contest. And just quickly before we let you go, um, uh, just a quick look at Queensland. Uh, when do you expect those squads to be announced uh, for the Suns and the Lions when they get uh, divided up? Uh, well, we're April the 16th at the Gabba and it's on the same night as the men's Q clash so it, it fits in beautifully there and we, we play the curtain closer, if you like, at the Gabba. Um, so the girls are pretty excited about that one. April the 16th. Um, we'll probably have our squad named in, in the week or two after Easter so I, I would have thought uh, you know, 10 days out I would have thought it's probably about right for us so um, we haven't set a date for it but um, we've got a, a large academy squad at the moment uh, going around training on a weekly basis, about 50 girls so um, you know, most of those will, will run out so I don't think there's any um, the names will be the, the new things I guess for, for, uh, for people on the outside but for us it's uh, basically our uh, our 50-plus squad that's been training over the summer.
And will you be coaching the Queensland side when they take on uh, the um, Melbourne Demons uh, in a few months' time? Yep, that's part of my uh, job description, Peter. So um, all Queensland teams are under that under that role that I'm in at the moment. So um, really looking forward to that. A uh, bit of a weird year this year, the way things have panned out with the whole coaching thing. But we all sort of realise that we're in this exciting little holding phase until the real stuff gets going. So um, it's uh, yeah, that's something I'm, I'm really looking forward to. We get a, a good opportunity to take a group down there on the MCG and play Melbourne, which will be uh, really exciting. So um, I think uh, we've just uh, wrapped up our second lot of testing actually last night and the, the girls are running some amazing times endurance-wise and speed-wise. So I think we've got a really athletic team and we want to play uh, an exciting running brand of footy. So that sort of uh, suits our needs. And I thank Craig very much for his time. Now to catch up with his opposing coach, Michelle Cowan from the Melbourne Demons. Like Craig, Michelle will be in a hands-off role. Uh, she did take training on Friday and Saturday night leading into this match, uh, but Graham Bergen will certainly have the reins uh, for the Melbourne Demons uh, at this exhibition match at Highgate Recreation Reserve in Craigieburn. Michelle, it's uh, great to have you on board, not only obviously as the women's coach of the Melbourne Demons, but now obviously uh, you've got a new role helping in development at Melbourne in the men's side. And I believe, if I'm right, uh, it's about four days a fortnight you're working. Yeah, I look at um, a bit here and there. Um, this week I'm here for about five, five days this week, and we'll fly back on Wednesday. So yeah, it works out to be five a fortnight, and I'm really excited about the role and the scope of the role. And the club's been amazing, so I'm really loving it. And, of course, to explain for everyone, this uh, Melbourne Demons versus Western Bulldogs match is the Victorian-based players only. I know I've seen on Big Footy some people asking, where's Taylor? Why is she listed there? But Taylor Harris, of course, we're talking about. But it's just the Victorian players of each club and top-up players. So, Michelle, to explain for everyone at home, how did this uh, side come together? Yeah, I guess um, it's part of the AFL series. So there's those 10 games where we're just trying to really showcase uh, a I guess expose more talent to elite football so getting girls in each state and each academy to get the opportunity to play at a higher level and and then you know hopefully in 2017 we're going to have the numbers to be able to field the teams and there's certainly a lot of talent knocking on the door which is really exciting so look it's been Vic WA and AFL Vic sorry um, that have come up with the teams and and um, put them on the park and we've got their coaches involved as well so they've been working really hard on their academy program as have a lot of the other states so um, yeah girls are really excited and looking forward to this weekend's game and and then there'll be another opportunity for Vic Academy girls later on in the year with the Melbourne versus Queensland and and also the Western Bulldogs versus WA. And as we said, there's some Vic Academy girls in your side. Uh, how does that work out? Do you have an input in the, into those particular girls coming into the side or are they allocated by the academy itself, evenly split between the Bulldogs and the Demons? Yeah, it was um, obviously a bit of input from like the academy and, and we had a look at um, the team as well. And um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of talent there. It looks like they've um, spread it across quite evenly with both of the teams. But I'm really looking forward to getting to know quite a lot of the girls and had the chance to coach them last night and and tonight as well and they're an excited bunch and I'm really looking forward to getting to know them better. And of course the players retained including Pierce, Ernst, Blackburn, Moorcroft, Hickey, Delpos, O'Day and White. Uh, I've seen a couple listed as unavailable, Jenna Bruton and uh, Brittany Benici. What's the status with them at the moment? Yeah, I think... um, uh, Bruton wasn't involved in the academy, so it isn't a you know like an academy 
program. So, um, you know, she's certainly part of our Melbourne team going forward. And Britt Benici, just um, injury cloud over her. So we'll um, just monitor her and, and see where she's at. Uh, one name we mentioned, and it's great to see her back on the park for her first competitive hit out, is Tiana Ernst, who, of course, uh, had that lacerated kidney in the TV game, which uh, happened in the second quarter. An impressive effort to go toe to toe for the rest of the match with Emma King. Yeah, it is unbelievable to consider when the, the incident actually took place and how it happened, but just goes to show the guts, the grit and the courage that that young girl's got, and um, that's why we've got her at Melbourne Football Club, and she's um, an absolute ripper. The way that she's prepared herself to get herself back on the track has been um, nothing short of absolutely elite and professional, so um, very well deserved, and you know, just the way that she's carried herself has been tremendous too. And of course, for those uh, followers of Victorian women's footy, we know all about the academy players are in the side. For yourself, Michelle, based in WA, how much information do you get back from the uh, Victorian Women's Academy to yourself about the players that you'll be uh, handling on Sunday? Yeah, I guess that's probably, um, you know, we've got some amazing staff here at Melbourne Football Club that have been uh, across to the academy sessions and I've had the opportunity to get down to a couple of academy sessions myself previously. So, um, but yeah, just utilising the people around me, they've got a lot of knowledge of these girls and asking a lot of questions of them and just using the opportunity yesterday and today to really get to know these girls and, um, and you know, just prepare them for what's ahead of them on Sunday, which is the opportunity to pull on a Melbourne Football Club jumper and represent that. And some impressive names that have come out of that uh, academy. Um, a few of the girls are coming from a lower division, Division 1 or Division 2 from uh, season 2015. Uh, you've got the tall in Kate Gillespie-Jones. You've got the leader from Bendigo in uh, Emma Grant. And another one that's caught everyone's eye from Montmorency and Brooke Lockland. Yeah, those girls, um, uh, they're really exciting. They excited me on the track last night and really keen grants, um, full of bubbles and um, she's keen to get out there and Gillespie Jones, you know, she's a super talent. I can't wait to see what she could give and, and where she's going to take her game in the next six months is really exciting. Um, Perkins as well, that's somebody that, um, you know, she's got an absolutely outstanding kick on her and probably one of the best that I've seen um, in Australia. Um, she's a super talent as well so I'm really looking forward to seeing these girls on Sunday see who wants to put their hand up and you know see who's putting their hand up for for that game later on in the year and uh, you've technically got a little bit of home ground advantage there because Alicia Evia in your side uh, was involved as a coach in the uh, Calder Cannons program yeah, okay. I wasn't um, wasn't aware of of the fact that they were out that way. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll pick Alicia's brain later on today. All, all I can say is uh, take shelter at Craigie Burn. It is one windy ground to say the least. But uh, as you said, you, you've got a solid side. And um, as as we go forward to um, May when you take on Queensland, is there an expectation that um, regardless of form, some women will be rotated out? I guess to give the rest of the academy a go. Yeah, I think that's my understanding um, with AFL Vic and there's certainly some girls that deserve an opportunity that have missed out on this round. So, um, And that just goes to show the depth and the scope that the Academy's got and um, having seen these girls train probably about a year ago and, and even um, two years before that, it's amazing to see how far they've come and um, I think we'll see that growth happen significantly over the next six months as well. So um, the talent pool is certainly increasing, which is exciting. 
And Michelle, just before we let you go, of course, you attended the uh, Women in Footy Breakfast, uh, a fundraiser, of course, of the Susan Alberti uh, Medical Research Foundation. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what happened on the morning? Yeah, uh, fantastic morning, a, a sellout, 450 people. Um, I think they could sell double that if they had the venue for it. But uh, a fantastic morning, um, recognising and you know where women's football has come and, and where we're going as well. So the AFL, a lot of representation there. Um, there's a lot of enthusiasm, there's a lot of support for a national women's competition in 2017. And, and it just goes to show with an event like this morning, the amount of people that are really supportive and behind it. So um, change our game, well, we've already done that. We, we've changed the game and now it's just a matter of really putting pen to paper and, and, and making it happen, which is a really exciting phase. And we thank Michelle Cowan very much for her time. Now, just a reminder, you'll be able to catch a review of the women's first exhibition match and previews of the other games as we get closer to the date on our website at girlsplayfooty.com. And if you've got a story you think we should be covering in either an article or a podcast, make sure to contact us via our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash girlsplayfooty. I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much for your company and it's bye for now.